Hey everybody, welcome to Small Biz Flash, your briefing on small business news, trends, and insights. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. The Department of Homeland Security issued a new Form I-9, also known as the Employment Eligibility Form, in August. And all businesses, no matter how small, have to complete I-9s, and the penalties for noncompliance are stiff. So we'll get into the details coming up, but first, the news roundup. The Department of Labor has proposed a rule that could significantly increase overtime costs for small businesses. Released on August 30th, the proposal would raise the annual salary level threshold for white-collar exemptions from approximately $35,500 to just over $55,000. The result? Some lower-paid employees now classified as exempt from overtime rules would no longer be. Critics argue the proposal would result in small businesses cutting hours of some workers and even replacing higher-paid workers with less experienced, lower-paid workers. If the new regulation is approved, lawsuits challenging its implementation are almost certain, as has been the case in at least one past similar effort by the Labor Department. In more regulatory news, the Treasury Department will begin requiring tens of millions of small companies to hand over details about their ownership via a new rule on beneficial ownership reporting under the Corporate Transparency Act. Treasury says the database of owners is necessary to prevent criminals from unlawfully hiding assets, but critics argue it is governmental overreach and a violation of privacy. Despite opposition from small business groups, the new rule kicks in January 1st of next year. Businesses formed on or after that day must report beneficial ownership information within 30 days. Businesses in existence prior to January 1st, 2024, have until January 1st of 2025 to report. Excessive borrowing costs continue to frustrate small businesses seeking access to capital, according to a new survey from the National Federation of Independent Business. 58% of owners reported high interest rates as their largest complaint in the loan process. At a distant second was the amount of credit approved being too low at only 14% of respondents. One-third of owners who borrowed reported the main purpose for their seeking financing was to meet operating and inventory expenses, while 26% reported it was to replace capital assets or make repairs, and 20% reported it was to expand their business. You can find more information on this and other stories in the News Roundup by going to the links in the show notes. Small business owners, you need the pros at SBS Accounting and Advisors to keep your finances on track. For 16 years, the good folks at SBS have been helping owners make better decisions and grow their profits. Go to sbsaccountants.com today to set up a free 30-minute consultation. Use the promo code FLASH to get 20% off your setup fee. Again, that's sbsaccountants.com. So 
So on today's show, we have Karen Moss from Innovative Outsourcing, and we're going to be talking about the I-9 forms. Um, Karen is a senior human resources consultant at Innovative Outsourcing, and um, Innovative Outsourcing, you may have heard that name before. We've had a guest from that company on the show previously, uh, but we are friends with Innovative Outsourcing here at Small Biz Flash. Um, they are a hiring and full-service HR firm serving small businesses for 27 years, and they relieve the stress of recruiting and HR from small businesses. So we hope that you will give them a call if you have any HR or recruiting needs. So that being said, um, Karen, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks so much for inviting me today. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So maybe just uh, take a few minutes and tell um, the audience a little bit about yourself and your HR background. Yes, of course. Um, I've been in HR for many, many years um, as a practitioner, director of human resources, um, working in a number of industries, and also on the other side of the desk um, doing HR consulting, primarily for small to mid-sized businesses. And that's what I've been doing with Innovative Outsourcing and uh, really enjoy doing that because most of the businesses we work with don't have the HR presence. And so they really appreciate um, our expertise. Well, thank you for that. And HR is such a critical function. And for small businesses, particularly that don't have the the budget to have a full-time HR expert, um, this is such an important service. So we're excited to have you to talk about I-9. So let's jump right into it. Um, First of all, a lot of uh, companies out there maybe aren't compliant with this really important um, thing. Uh, So Maybe just tell us what an I-9 is. Sure, sure. So it's really related to a law that was put in place. So in 1986, um, Congress enacted the Immigration Reform Control Act. And the reason for the law was to address the problem of people who were coming here illegally um, and then becoming employed by U.S. employers. So that was really the primary reason for having the I-9 put in place. And it really requires all employers, regardless of the number of employees, to verify the identity of new employees and their eligibility to be employed in the United States. So it's not like if you have under 10 employees, you're exempt or anything like that. Every employer, no matter what, has to um, have I-9s on all employees. Yes, that's correct. Um, no, you're, you're not exempt based on number of employees. It's for everyone. That's correct. So uh, I understand that there was just recently a major revision to the I-9 forms. Can you discuss that a little bit? So, yes. So, you know, with the I-9 form, every couple of years, um, the format has been changed. And so uh, effective August 1st of this year, Um, there is a new I-9 form. And I think it's just important for employers to understand that the employee has to complete Section 1 by his or her first day of work, and the employer must complete Section 2 by the end of the third business day. So those are really important things to know about the form, and that certainly holds true with the new form. The idea with the new form was really to take care of a couple of things, uh, one of which was 
there were some areas of the form that seemed redundant and not necessary. For example, if an agent or translator was preparing a form, you had to use that checklist. Well, that's now a supplement piece, which is good. Um, there's also the separate supplement for re-verification because that doesn't happen as often. So really what they okay. did with the form was really try to condense it and not have quite so much information that everybody has to complete. Right. And and as someone who has uh, completed I-9s before, uh, it's really not, once you get used to the process, it's not something that's terribly burdensome, uh, but it is something that every company needs to be aware of and they need to be doing um, because if they don't, the, the penalties, as I understand, can be pretty uh, stiff. Is that correct? No, 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 they are. You know, I mean, simple little things, things that we find that people don't do. As I mentioned, let's say somebody starts on September the 2nd and the form is not completed by the employee until several days after that, or the employer does not complete their section within three days or the formatting of dates is incorrect, you know, you can be talking about penalties of $1,000 or more. So it's picky little things like that. And it's so important to make sure that you understand how to complete the form correctly. I hope you're enjoying the show. You're probably listening because you want to grow your business and run it better. I help small business owners every day succeed with strategy, operations, and marketing. Email me today at adam at smallbizflash.com and tell me about your small business's challenges. Let's grow your business together. That's adam at smallbizflash.com. And now, back to my interview with Karen. Um, so, Karen, I think also there may be some confusion out there, um, especially, again, among small businesses that don't have someone sitting in that HR chair full-time in-house about how I-9s um, work within the E-Verify system. So sure. could you explain that to us? I mean, I know I'm a little bit confused about that as well. Oh, yes, I know. People are very confused. So E-Verify is simply an internet, internet-based system. And it just compares the information that's on the I-9 to records um, that are available to Homeland Security and the Social Security Administration. So in essence, what it's doing is taking the information from the I-9 and comparing that to these government entities to make sure there's a match. So for example, if someone uses their driver's license and Social Security card, you know, you would enter this information in, in E-Verify and it actually comes back and says the driver's license and the social security card match our records. And it's done very, very quickly. You get an answer within a couple of seconds. So you have to register. It's easy to use. But what I will say is, unlike the I-9, it is not required of all employers. It depends on your state. In the state of Georgia, for example, once you reach 11 or more employees, you have to use E-Verify. So it really depends on the state. So every company has to fill out I-9s on employees, but not every company always universally has to use E-Verify. That's correct. That's correct. 
But one other thing I want to add is with the changes with the new I-9 forum, and as you know, so many people now working remotely, if you want to make it much easier and you want to be able to do the I-9 verification using Zoom, for example, or Google Meet, um, the point is to do it virtually, you have to be registered and e-verify. Okay, that's a good point because a lot of employees these days are remote. Correct. Um, and, and maybe they Correct. come to a you know, central location once a quarter or you know once a month. But if you've got a very limited time window to complete um, the I-9 after you know the employee's hired, you don't have much options there, many options. So that's good to know. Yeah, so that's kind of a little caveat with the new form and the way things work for remote verification because we were, many of us were concerned that they weren't going to give us an out for that and make it easier, but they're just saying use E-Verify. So I think that's a good solution, actually. Okay. Well, Karen, thank you so much. Um, If anyone has questions about the whole I-9 process and E-Verify, because it can be a little bit tricky. Um, We're going to have Karen's information in the show notes and feel free to reach out to her via email or on her LinkedIn profile. Um, So Karen, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate your insight. Oh, Adam, thank you. It's our pleasure. And yes, happy to, to take care of any HR needs that anyone might have. That's the show for this week. Please tell someone about the podcast and a comment on LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube would be great as well. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.